What's up guys? Welcome to Better at Beach. My name's Mark Burrick and today I'm going to give you my best tips for how to pass a short ball. Now, I know short balls can be annoying, frustrating, you can't really figure out how to pass them consistently or even feel off balance and I hope that this video helps you. So let's get into it. Okay, so my first tip when we're talking about how to pass a short ball it starts even before you move anything. It has to do with your eye work. If your eyes aren't focused, then you're not going to have a good pass no matter what. So if you're struggling to pass short balls, the first thing you should do is make sure that you're absolutely staring at the server. Now, a lot of people say stare at the shoulder or stare at the movement, but I'm going to give you some really specific cues to look at when somebody else is serving. When somebody's holding the ball on the other side of the service line, don't just stare at their body, don't just stare at their shoulder. What I want you to look at is, yeah, of course, where they're facing. That's going to give you a really good cue in case they do anything funky on you. But also, I want you to look at the body positions and the strike angles. So one of the important things we can look at is the body position. If somebody tosses behind their head and they're leaning backwards, well, that usually means that they're going to hit the ball up. If they hit the ball up, we're going to be a little bit lighter on our feet. So it's probably either going to be a deep ball or a short ball. We don't know which yet, but that'll come later. So the first thing you want to look for is the angle of this person's body, which way they're facing, which way they're leaning. And if it is going to be a short ball, they're probably going to have to lean back just a little bit. Next, if the server's standing straight up and they're comfortable, they're not leaning back, usually they're probably going to have a little bit of a better rip on it. So that ball should come flatter and that's going to be a harder ball to serve short. So you don't have to worry about it as much. Now, earlier I said strike angles. So what does that mean? Well, some people say stare at the ball. Some people say stare at the shoulder. What I'm going to tell you to do is focus on the impact window. So where is this person's hand going to meet the ball? Now, if their strike angle is going up, in other words, they're contacting the bottom of the ball, that ball has to go up. And most people, when they are serving short balls, they like to hit the bottom of the ball to make it fall really steep or short and close to the net. It's harder, it's possible, but it is harder to serve a flat ball that dies in the front half of the court. That's another type of serve. It's called a dead ball or a dead float. And we do have some videos on that in our serving course. But most people don't use that, aren't quite good enough to use that. It works like a change up in baseball. And it's pretty difficult to do. So if they are going to serve short, remember their strike angle is going to be hitting the ball up. So they might lean back a little bit and their hand will contact the bottom of the ball. You're also going to look at what side of the ball their hands are approaching. So if this person's hand is coming from the right side of the ball, then that ball is going to travel left. If the ball's coming, if their hands coming from the left side of the ball, then that ball is going to travel right. The earlier you look at these things, and I'm not just saying look at the general picture, I'm saying focus, cue in on it, as if you are trying to beat the ball with your mind. That's so crucial. 
beat the ball with your eyes and your mind because then you'll be on your way to the ball before that person even contacts it. But if you're waiting for after the serve contact to start moving or start getting your body ready, you're already getting beat and you're going to be behind the mark. So get an early look at their hands, their strike angle, their body positions, and where they're about to contact the ball. And that's going to help you get a beat on that short ball. The next thing I want you to look for is arm speed. Now, remember, we talked about the dead float and that high arcing short float. Those are two different types of floats, but one of them you could pick up on. Because if their hand is moving straight and hitting from behind the ball, but it's moving a little bit slower, you can again anticipate that they're probably going to hit a short ball. So along with what part of the ball this person is hitting and what body position they're in, you really do want to pick up on how fast their arm is actually moving. If their arm is moving slow, that ball is probably going to become slower. Obviously, if it's moving quicker, it's going to go deeper. Now, once you've seen where that person is leaning, once you've seen their strike angle, what part of the ball they're hitting, and how fast their arm is moving after it comes off of their hand, now you're going to have to make sure you're staring at the bottom middle of the ball. I don't want you looking at the back of the ball because usually that's not where we're going to pass it especially if we're passing a short ball. Because if we're passing a short ball, then you have to contact the bottom of the ball to make it go up. In general, it's always a good rule of thumb to actually stare at the bottom middle of the ball and to try to contact it there. But don't let yourself freak out about being exact. Let your eyes do the work for you. And even if you're going to miss the ball a little bit because it's floating so much, that's okay. I don't want you to wiggle your arms or freak out at the end. It's kind of like if you were to swat a fly and you were to follow it kind of like that with your hands wiggling around, you're probably not going to have an effect on that fly. But if it's flying somewhere in front of you and you just swat your hand through the air, you're actually going to misdirect the fly. You're going to create a current for it. And I know that doesn't really apply too much in volleyball because you actually do have to touch the ball, but you don't have to touch the ball perfectly. The bottom middle of the ball doesn't have to hit exactly in between your forearms. Because you've got a large flat platform, if you miss by an inch or two, it's still going to be a great pass. So stare at the bottom middle of the ball, make sure that you track that and make sure that you stay smooth through your pass. Don't focus on being perfect and wiggling with the ball. That's going to cause more trouble and more hesitation, and then you're going to shank too many balls. So the next thing we want to talk about is your footwork. Your footwork has to be strong, fast, and technical. And this is exactly why we do all of the work in the gym. All of your lunges, all of your squats, all of your jumps, you have to make your feet strong. You have to make your legs strong and you have to make sure that this technique is dialed in but when i'm teaching how to pass a short ball a lot of times we like to use these words one two kick shoot one two kick shoot because when you're stepping forward you actually almost have to do a pop-up slide if you're a baseball person this is kind of like a pop-up slide where you slide into second or home plate and then you pop up right at the end it's almost like that not exactly but when you're going for the ball, 
The reason why we add the word kick is because some people try to lean or they just get to the ball and then their knee ends up shooting way out over their toes and they end up reaching. So their shoulders are way out in front of their feet and this creates bad off balance stuff. We don't wanna be off balance. You wanna be, if you had to lunge and from that lunge position, pick up a couch, where would your hands be? Well, they would be right next to your feet. You wouldn't have your hands all the way out in front of you because you're going to be weak. You're gonna be off balance. So the same thing when we're passing. If you keep your shoulders upright and behind your feet or above your feet, you're gonna be stronger, you're gonna be more balanced. Now, this last second kick is where that's going to come in. So when you take your first step, it's gotta be big and strong, you have to extend it. Then you take your second step, again, big and strong. Then on your third step, you're almost jumping or shooting or kicking and shooting into a lunge. So your last foot will come out in front of you. It shoots out. That's gonna give you a little bit of extra momentum to cover space going forward. And then you're gonna get into that kneeling position. Now you can lunge in this kneeling position or you can just slide your back knee right next to your ankle and sit your butt on your heel. That's a comfortable position. It might require some mobility for some. And if you've got knee problems, well, you've got to program it better at beach for that. But I want you to make sure that you are comfortable with your shoulders, your body is a little bit more upright, and you're never reaching for the ball. That's absolutely key. Now, let's go back to how we get to the ball. You cannot lean back. You cannot stand straight up. We see this a lot with really tall people, and there's a lot of really tall people in volleyball. So when you're approaching a short ball, you don't want your shoulders to be high. I want you to imagine you are running under a very short ceiling. So if you're six feet tall, let's just say that that ceiling is five foot six. You want to run crouched with your shoulders forward and low. The lower you are to the ground earlier, number one, the more horizontal power and distance you can get. And number two, you're gonna be quicker to the ground when you have to make that last move to pass. Like we said in the beginning, you have to take big, strong steps. So there are some people that can get away with a lot of little choppy steps, but your feet have to be very fast for that. Instead, most of us can get away with pushing hard and extending each step. Now, if your hip flexors are too tight, if you don't do your hip flexor or mobility work, it's going to be a problem for you because you can't extend your hips. If you spend a lot of time sitting, you're not going to be able to push and get max distance out of each step. So that is why we go through so much mobility as athletes and as volleyball players. And that's a good time to take a break right here and tell you about our Athletic Foundations Mobility for Volleyball program. Our Athletic Foundations program takes you through three weeks of mobility protocol and strength building, as well as injury prevention exercises specifically for volleyball players. This is a program that I wrote for myself after coming back from an injury. I needed to be back for a tournament very quick because I got hurt mid-season. And so I needed to have a protocol that I could do every day 
that would get me in shape as fast as possible and made sure that when I did get back, I wasn't going to get hurt. Now, you can't get to maximal explosiveness and maximal strength in such a short period of time, but you can get game ready. And that's what our Athletic Foundations program is about. It is three weeks of building strength, getting your mobility up so that you can actually perform in athletic positions, and giving you all of the injury prevention exercises that you can handle. So if you don't know exactly what to do for warming up for lifting or warming up for volleyball, and you are kind of confused on what exercises to do in the gym, this is your way there. Now, if you sign up for that, which we'll include in the links below, then you're going to take that right into our 60-day max vertical program. And one of our students just posted on our Facebook group, and this is insane. You might not believe me, but it's true. He gained eight inches on his vertical by completing our 10-week program after doing the Athletic Foundations program. So I invite you to do all that and join us so that we can coach you and work through your athletic foundations, your strength, and your explosiveness. If you want a higher vertical jump, go ahead and sign up for our complete player program. We're going to link it below. Let's get back to the video. Now, your steps are strong and you're running low, you're running under that really short ceiling, and you're making sure that you extend all your steps and you finally finish into that lunge. Here's what you cannot do. Do not dive. Do not take two knees and do not get into a deep squat. At some point, all of these moves are necessary during a game. That's 100% true. But the fastest way to get on your feet and in an approach rhythm again is by taking one knee. So you keep one foot on the ground and you can put one knee down. We don't want to end up diving because you're very out of control and it's going to take you a long time to get up and then get your approach. You don't want to end up on two knees for the same reasons. You're going to need to use your hands to pop back up and it's going to cost you time. And you don't want to end up in a deep squat because for most people, when you jump into a deep squat, you end up really off balance and you end up kind of doing a balancing act or popping out of it in an out of control way. So while some people can get into a full deep squat, it's not something that you want to athletically jump into while moving forward and then need to move in a controlled way backwards. So make sure that you're sliding into that one knee position and you're not diving, taking two knees or jumping into a deep squat. Really watch out for those. Now that you've gotten to the ball with some great footwork and you're not in any awkward or reaching positions, I want to make sure that you know that you should be standing with the ball. Now, some people like to get down and then just throw their platform at it and wait to see what happens. But if you're not standing with the ball, you're going to be a second behind. So you're not going to be able to get into your approach rhythm. You have to stand with the ball. So as soon as you're done passing, you're already on your feet and you're backpedaling on your way to the approach. So make sure you stand with the ball and you try not to pass from that downward position. Sometimes it's not possible, but this is the goal we're going for. As you're standing with the ball, I want you to remember that we want a long platform. Now that long platform should be before you touch the ball and it should be after you touch the ball. 
Too many people wait way too long to get their hands together. And when it does, their platform builds sloppy and they have weird shapes with their hands and their arms. I will get arguments in the comments that putting your hands together makes you slower. And yes, it does over a length of the court. So if you were going to run 50 yards or 50 meters, I wouldn't tell you to keep your arms together. But for the last step and a half, at least, this is going to be your ability to aim the ball and stay smooth. If your hands aren't together early, you're not going to be able to stay smooth with that pass. So try to make sure that they're getting together for at least the last step and a half and you're getting your arms out straight and you're targeting. Now, I use this all the time, but if we were talking about firearms or anything like that, you wouldn't see a, an, an armed forces person just kind of take out their weapon and go, pow, pow, really quick and fire because you need to aim, because you need to hold on your target. So I want you to make sure that your hands are getting together nice and early, and they're definitely together before the ball gets there. And then you're finishing them long. Hold them through your contact to make sure that you are on target. Again, same thing. If you're into marksmanship at all, you don't immediately pull your weapon away as soon as you're done firing. You want to hold it. You want to make sure that you're on target and you don't have any crazy hitches going on. Okay, so early platform, long platform. And as you stand with the ball, make sure that you exaggerate your finish and you backpedal into your approach. Now, you're not gonna take a backwards approach, but you are going to backpedal to prepare for your approach. Many people come from indoor volleyball where we do a lot of turning and running for transition footwork. Turning and running doesn't work on the beach. You're the only hitter available. This isn't a block transition. You're passing a short ball. So you need to lift that ball high enough and then backpedal so that you're ready to get into your approach and you want to get four steps out of your approach. If you pass a short ball and you only stand still or you only get two steps out of your approach, your setting target is way smaller. So that means it's harder to set you. Your vision is cut because you have to look up instead of forward, which means you can't see the defense and you won't have as powerful of an approach. So when you pass that ball, stand with it and make sure that you are backpedaling to prepare for your approach. If you pass a ball that is short and you don't get to at least half court by the time your partner sets it, you are behind and the other team is controlling you completely. So you have to train and practice until you can pass a short ball, get your feet to at least half court at least half court, and then take your approach. Okay, so we've got all of the technique and your feet are ready to do what they have to do. Your platform's ready to do what it has to do. Your eyes are ready to do what they have to do. And you know how to get into your approach. But here's the fun part about passing a short ball. If you get good enough at it, you can run some awesome offense. Now, you can either choose to pass, set, and hit. You can pass, and if you pass high enough and well enough, your partner can fake a spike and then set you. Or 
your partner can jump and fake a spike and then jump set you. And we've got a lot of clips of people jump setting. Now, if you can go ahead and spike without a blocker or you just make the defense move or get off balance, your life is going to be way easier. Now, the final thing you can do is lift the ball so that your partner actually spikes it. But the key is you have to give them the option to do all of these. If you're playing at a really high level, a lot of players don't even really give the option. They get their under control and they feed their hitter. In order to be successful at this, your setter must stay behind half court while you're passing. If you're a setter and you somehow beat your partner who's passing a short ball to the net and you turn around and you face them, instead of keeping them in front of you and keeping the net in front of you, then, well, you're not going to be a very effective on two hitter. You end up doing a lot of 360 hits because now you're facing your passer and your back is to the net. A lot of times you end up charging your passer and then you get hit in the chest with a ball because they shoot it to you. And you don't have the time or the vision to make any quality plays. So if you're passing a short ball, the other team serves you short and you're passing a short ball, you want to make sure that your setter stays behind half court. Then you should pass and lift them so that they could do all of these things. Either set, fake a set and set you, jump set you, or just kill it right away. But if they are charging in front of half court or they're keeping or they're tightening up your space so they're all over you, you're not going to be able to have that offense. All right. So let's review that whole video. If you're going to pass a short ball, the first thing you want to look for is body positions and strike angles. Use your eye work the right way. See if they're leaning back and see what part of the ball they are hitting. Now, make sure that you are also staring at the bottom middle of the ball as you pass. When you start making your move to go to that short ball, keep your shoulders forward. Keep yourself low, run in a crouch, and use the one-two kick shoot so that you end up in a lunge or a one-knee position. Now, a lunge does not mean reaching. Remember, you want to be pretty upright so that you're strong and balanced. Your platform to be, should be together real early, and you should finish it long, and you're standing with your pass. Now that you're standing with your pass, you should already be backpedaling on your way to get a full approach to at least half court. And if your partner did their job, they watched you do this from behind both half court lines. They're on their half of the court still, and they're in the back half of the court still. That way they have space to move forward into the ball, and you can either run a regular offense a fake offense, a shoot offense, or an on-two offense, and you've got all of your options. Now that we've done all that, I've got one more job for you, and all it is is to hit that subscribe button. If you like this video, go ahead and share it with your friends, and if you have any other volleyball questions or concerns about this video, go ahead and use the comment section and let us know. We'd love to make new stuff for you. If you want to dive into some awesome free tools. We've got them below. So we've got a 36 drill drill book, my favorite 36 beach volleyball drills. I have three free workouts for you. And we've got a bunch of tools to make you a better player and a better partner. So 
click on those links below and we've got free tools. And of course, we've got our complete player program where you can post all of your videos into our private Facebook group and we can give you the coaching that you need. You run through all of our courses. We give you all of the exercises, drills, and workouts that you should be doing along with some sequence tutorials for every skill. When you complete those, you actually post those videos into our Facebook group and we coach you. We give you actual coaching on your videos, your strategy, your technique, and whatever you need. So imagine having a professional beach volleyball player coach in your pocket 24-7. That's what we created. So if you want to join the Complete Player Program, you're more than welcome. And if not, check out our free tools below. But at the very least, if you're still watching this, hit that subscribe button. It goes a long way. We really appreciate it. Thanks so much for watching. My name's Mark. This is Better at Beach, and I'll see you on the sand.